Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz. Hour number two of our radio program called Fantasy Sports Today right here. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY, at FNTSY Radio on Twitter, 844-843-6879 is the phone number. You call us up uh, in the second segment of this hour. George, I'll have you know, I paid someone to come out and do my, my leaves for me this You week. wimp. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor did that, man. $400. $400 he uh, cost. Uh, no way. I mean, I can't justify that. No, I don't know. No, I, sure. Funny. You're not going to get your wish now. Now I'm going to be hating on trees the rest of this segment. Uh, so funny. Uh, so basically, I'm getting some work done in my backyard, and I realized I, I had to clear space and clear out some some brush. And I called a guy up with a – I didn't uh, – home at one of those sites where you can put in work and a bunch of people call you uh, incessantly and don't leave you alone until you hire them. Um, and I uh, found a guy, and he came out, and I was waiting for him to say around $300, 400 and he goes, uh, I'll do it for 125 I said, sold. I mean, wait, am I supposed to negotiate Ooh. this? Like, am I, am I, like well, time out. Uh, and he said, no, that's fine. I'll just come out. He came out with a crew, two guys, and himself, and they cleaned up the backyard. I, I, will, I will do that every time moving forward. So uh, I, uh, how many bags did you end up having like, when, you, when you did the backyard? I haven't done the backyard yet. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for an- I'm waiting for a nice day. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to freeze my. I'm not going to so do spring. leaves, be aggravated, and freeze at the same time. That's so not going to happen. So like April. Uh, it depends. No, there'll be a nice day in January. There always is. We get that 50, 60 degree day. The problem is right now. I live on Long Island. Every time we get a nice day, it rains. It was beautiful yesterday. It was about 60 degrees yesterday, but it rained. It poured monsoons. So I can't, obviously you can't do them. So it's it's weird. Uh, we usually, usually I get some nice days here. Where I would have had this done by now, but uh, it'll be done somewhere in January. I imagine there'll be a nice day where I'm free. You know, especially once football season ends, then I'm free a lot. You know, yeah. in February it'll get done. I already told my daughter, my youngest daughter, I'd repaint her room in February because I have more free time to do it in February. So, uh, but uh, as for the leaves, I'm I'm not being lazy. I'm not. It just hasn't been a day that has been uh, where I'm free at work, and it's been nice. And more, uh, more importantly, not raining. Can't do, can't yeah. really do leaves in the rain there. That is true. I agree with that. Uh, whole but I'm not paying life. anybody. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. If I if I can, I will. Um, I, I if he went over 200, I probably would have said no thanks, and I would have done it myself. But under 200. I was happy to, to make that work. Let's uh, dive back into these games. Again, phones will be open next segment. Uh, I want to try to get through as many games here in this one as we can. Uh, let's at least get through, try to get through the 1 o'clock. So we'll see if we can or not. You uh, mentioned Jacksonville before at Miami here. 
This is a Miami team that ha- came off the high of that crazy ending uh, against New England, went to Minnesota, got trounced. Jacksonville, uh, a team I don't really know what to really make of them right now. We should see a ton of Leonard Fournette. I just don't know that we're going to. Like, I don't know what the game plan really is. Uh, what do you got in this one? What pieces, if any, do you think are goes for uh, championship week? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, really, is Miami the worst 7-7 seven and seven team ever? And that's the first thing that comes to my mind. How the hell are they 7-7? Seven and seven? Uh, It's nice to play in the AFC East. Uh, it really is. Uh, okay, Miami. Can you trust Balazs? You know, Gore's out. They don't seem to want to give the running job to Kenyon Drake, so Kalen Balazs is probably going to be the starting running back there. And even if you can trust him, this is the matchup you want to go with him in. You know, Jacksonville, good defense. I know, I know we, you don't know what Jacksonville team you're going to get tomorrow. You don't. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to trust Balazs here. It's anything more than a flex play there. But the volume could be there. Drake could be the guy they use out of the backfield here. Uh, That's it. There's nobody else I'm even thinking about using on Miami. Interesting note, we heard the offensive coordinator today say they're phasing Devontae Parker out of the offense. Now, does that mean for this year? Are they going to get rid of him now? We did hear his name bandied about the trade deadline that he could uh, could be had. So I thought that was very interesting. You never hear this. Right? You never hear it, especially with the OC and not the head coach. So, uh, strange that we heard that this earlier this year, or earlier this week, uh, as far as that's concerned here. Uh, for Jacksonville, Fournette had one touch in the second half last week. You know, then had the foot injury uh, midweek this week. Did he have it last week, too? Is that the reason why? Is there some behavioral issues, attitude issues? This man did, did get suspended that one game for going off uh, in Buffalo. So, listen, I think you have to start him. But, man, it scares me a little bit that he could be benched at any time. The injury could, be a, could pop up be a problem as well here. But I'm still starting Fournette. But I'm worried here. The only other person I can think about starting is maybe D.D. Westbrook. Maybe, depending on what else you need here, uh, what else you have on your roster, how much of an upside or long shot or dartboard throw you're looking to play here. I don't want to start D.D., but I can see it if you need someone you know, uh, who might get that big play. That's what you need from D.D., that big play. Uh, but other than that, this is the game where I won't be clicking on all that much. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And it's insane to see Balazs versus Drake. Like, does Drake leave? Like, are, what is happening in that locker room and on this team? I I, I don't really fully understand it. Um, but we'll, we'll wait to see what the actual split is here uh, on Sunday between these two squads. Any interest in any of the numbers uh, for this one? As I pull them up, uh, I actually ignored this game completely in prepping uh, for the show uh, from a, a betting perspective. Let's see, it's uh, 38.5 over under, implied totals of 17.5 for Jacksonville, 21 for the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus 3.5. Any interest in any of those numbers? I'm not touching the the game itself. The minus three and a half. I'm not touching that. No, thank you. I don't know which team's going to show up for either one. If you had, if you forced me, I would probably go Miami since technically they do have something to play for. Uh, but no, I'm really not all that interested in this game. You don't know what Jacksonville Jaguars team is going to show up, especially on the road. You know they laid pretty much laid an egg against Washington last week, a team they probably should have beaten. Who knows what you get tomorrow? So I'll pass. As for the over under, I don't think points can be scored in this game. I just don't. You know, unless, unless mistakes are made by the quarterbacks. Tannehill and uh, Kessler are turning the ball over. Well, then I can see points being scored. So I lean towards the under. But when I say I'm not clicking on this game, I'm not clicking on it. I'm not betting on it. All right. Let's uh, keep on rolling as we try to uh, churn through these 1 p.m.s. Next up is a game you mentioned earlier. And I saw somebody, I think uh, maybe Ben Vollen, who's a, a beat reporter up here for the Patriots, uh, tweet out that the Patriots' home road splits are the largest 
point-per-game splits in Tom Brady's career. So they're scoring more at home than on the road by, I think, a seven and a half points. Now, that can be a dangerous stat to put too much weight on simply because who they're playing at home, who they're playing on the road, conditions in both places, blah, 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 blah. But as a team ages and as a quarterback ages, it doesn't shock me to think that maybe they play a bit better at home. Uh, the conditions they know, the stadium they know, the, they go through their normal routine, all those things. That's completely narrative and, and speculative on my part, but it doesn't surprise me that this Pats team would be far better at home than on the road. But here they get a Buffalo defense that's been really good. You mentioned earlier about Gronkowski. You've mentioned about, uh, obviously, Josh Gordon being suspended again. You could talk about Chris Hogan, maybe. You can talk about Deion Lewis. Uh, sorry, not Deion Lewis. James White. Uh, there are pieces here that could win you your championship this week, I think. There are pieces that might be had on the waiver wire heading into this game. Uh, maybe not now. Maybe when the news broke about Gordon. How do you see this one breaking down? Do you see points scored here? Do you feel like this is sort of a, a, a knockdown, drag out defensive battle between two teams that know each other very well? Uh, this is an interesting game. You bet Pages are a much different team on home than they are on the road. Buffalo's still trying. You know, they, they haven't packed it in. Uh, rivalry game, I think Buffalo would love to hand New England another loss here. I don't think New England's going to run down the field here. And I, I don't think they're going to score 35, 38 points. I don't. I think they'd be lucky to score 24. Uh, so that's where I'm feeling about this game. I wonder how the offense is affected now that Gordon is out. You know, who's going, uh, who's going to be that deep threat? I think it probably is, goes back to being Hogan. I don't think it's changed his ground control. He's old and slow at this point. Old, slow, beat up. That's just what he is. You know, there's a reason. Bill Belichick wanted to trade him in the offseason. He saw this coming. You know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, so I think this is going to be – these two teams played on that Monday night game. Might have been a Thursday night game. It was definitely a night game. And really, I think New England won the game, but they had nothing going. I mean, nothing going. Uh, so I think this game is going to be a, a decent game here because I think New, uh, Buffalo has a better offense at this point. Josh Allen's going to do some running. I think Bill Belichick is going to do his best to take that away. I think that might be his game plan tomorrow, by the way, is keep Allen in the, po- game, in the pocket. Make him throw the ball, not run around and make plays. So I think uh, it'll be interesting that way. McCoy is back for this game. Bottom line is this. There's nobody on New England that I love. Nobody. I mean, I'm, you start in Gronk because you have no other choice, but I don't, I don't think he has, does anything spectacular. Brady, I mentioned before, I think he's an iffy start for me as well here. He barely makes my top 12. So, yes, he is technically a quarterback one, but I don't see, once again, don't see huge things happening. Edelman, you're starting. The running game has been a quagmire since really Burkett came back. Even though Burkett's not doing anything, yep. he's killed the value of Michelle and White. But, is that, but now that Gordon is out, do they go back to throwing the ball to White out of the backfield? Is that their mismatch? You know, so I think this is a mess, just a mess. So many players you could start, but you don't know what you're going to get here. Edelman's the only guy who uh, is no doubt on plucking him in. PPR, I'll take my points there and hope he gets into the end zone. Even Michelle comes in as a very low-end running back, too. You know, mainly because of the volume of what he's, of what they're using him for, and the matchup isn't very good here. So I'm not, I'm not liking anybody. That's the bottom line here. I'm not liking anybody. On the Buffalo side, Force is going to go for me. It's back-to-back games with over 100 yards. The Pages don't have the greatest of secondaries. And when Allen throws, he seems to look for Forrester. So, yeah, I'm starting Forrester tomorrow as a flex play. He's a good dartboard throw. Uh, as for the run game, okay, you got to go McCoy. you got to go McCoy. But I don't know what you're hoping for at this point. I don't know if he can make right. it through the game without suffering another injury here, uh, Dan. So uh, good luck is what I'll have to say. It really comes down to what else you have on your roster. The bottom line is this. I don't want to start McCoy. But if you have to, I get it.
Yep. Uh, I think that's uh, I'm right there with you on New England for sure. And I think Foster is almost begrudgingly a, a, a cash game play <laughs> like because the price point um, and the volume he's seen. 4,900 is, is a bit elevated, but he's still sub 5K and gives you a lot of flexibility. And the Pats secondary, as you said, is, is nothing great. They have one cornerback who you probably say, all right, you know, uh, I respect that. And then you have the McCordy twins who are good. And obviously I, I'm big fans of them being Rutgers alums, but they're a step slower. You saw it last week. Uh, there's just a, they're, they're not seemingly doing uh, the small things that the Pats defenses have done in the past. And uh, we'll be intriguing to see how this game unfolds. Seeing 29 points implied for, for uh, the Patriots uh, feels high. I feel like this is a sort of 23, 13 game, very defensive, um, Minus 13 and a half feels gigantic to me, to be honest. And I know that's silly when Buffalo's been so bad and the Patriots are the Patriots, but I, I, I wouldn't touch that at all. And 44 and a half over under feels about right. But uh, we'll, see. we'll see. This is a game I'll stay away from just because I, I don't have a, a strong take on it. But uh, those numbers do seem a little off uh, as we scroll through. Let's uh, get one more game here in uh, this segment, and then we will talk uh, with our callers next segment again. If you want to call in and get some championship week advice, 844-843-6879. Or if you want to call in and complain about a bad beat, George made the point before that uh, there wasn't one decision he would take back. It was a bunch of uh, or, or trees. If you want to talk about trees, feel free to call in as well. Um, more, It's more the leaves we're discussing. The trees are fine. Uh, uh, it's the, the leaves. It's uh, as the, the trees are the root said. of the problem. Get, get right. what I did there. Gra- get what I, I did there. I, 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 I'm root. picking up what you're putting down. Uh, the much like the great Biff Tannen said, you know, make like a tree and get out of here. So uh, the <laughs> thing is, coming up next segment, you can give us a call. Complain. Hey, a bad beat. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. My Damn. daughters still call broccoli trees. They still call them uh, Totoro trees. Hey, movie hey Totoro. broccoli too, by the way. Well, there you go. See, it all works out. Um, makes sense. Let's try to get this last game in it's before like the, the next segment. <laughs> um, oh boy, uh, Green Bay at New York. Uh, a game that has seen some wild swings in lines because of Rodgers in, Rodgers out, Rodgers in again, uh, and uh, potential uh, upside for points being scored in this one between uh, the Jets and Packers. A 46.5 implied total, 24.75 for Green Bay, 21.75 for the Jets. Minus three for Green Bay on the road here. I like uh, Darnold here. I know Robbie Anderson has been discussed many times over by many a DFS analysts. Uh, he's uh, big in air yards over the past couple of weeks, and Darnold seems to be starting to look more his way downfield. Uh, on the Green Bay side, obviously, uh, Rodgers and Devonta Adams uh, have uh, some sort of chemistry that uh, will uh, yet be explained, but just uh, volume, volume receptions for Adams. What do you got in this one, George, and how do you see it playing out? All right. Uh, you're starting, Rodgers. I think uh, good matchup tomorrow. I know the groin injury concerns you. I know the knee injury concerns you. But it's a good matchup tomorrow. I have to go around Rodgers. I can't sit him uh, for you know, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson type, Dak Prescott. I can't do it. Can't sit A-Rod for those guys. So I'm starting Rodgers tomorrow. You already mentioned Devontae Adams. Absolutely starting him. Uh, Jamal Williams, starting him. I think he's a strong running back, too, tomorrow. Uh, Jamal Williams is a better running back than people give him credit for. Is Aaron Jones better? Yeah. But Jamal Williams is a decent running back here, and the Jets haven't been able to stop anybody. I think they let up 156 yards on the ground uh, per game. So I'm starting Jamal Williams. Uh, that's about it. 
you know, Jimmy Graham, once again, you might not have a choice, uh, which is fine. Well, you got to do what you got to do at tight end. But that's that's it. I'm not going to go uh, MVS or anybody else at, uh, at wide receiver. No, thank you. And I'm supposed to be worried. And Randall Cobb is out. So I'm worried that MVS plays slot again, which just seems to kill his value, whatever that has been over the past couple of weeks anyway. As for the Jets, I'm getting so many questions. McGuire or Robbie Anderson? Now, first off, anybody who watched that game last week, that touchdown that McGuire got probably should have been flagged because the offensive linemen carried him in. That's not a joke. They carried him in. That's a no-no. You know, that there were so many linemen there, I don't think the refs could see it. But you can't carry a player in. You can't lift them off the ground. Uh, he was, didn't have a great game. You take away that touchdown, he did nothing. I'm going with Robbie Anderson in this case. McGuire is the safer play. If you want to guarantee yourself somewhere around six points, fine. Go McGuire. But if you want to take a chance on a higher point, double digits, touchdown, you can throw on Green Bay. I think Robbie Anderson, no Quincy Enuma. I think Robbie Anderson has a good game. Yeah, I'm willing to roll with Dicey. I'm going with Robbie Anderson tomorrow over uh, Elijah McGuire. Not that I'm, I'm not knocking McGuire. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I've gotten three, four questions in uh, the Roto Expert Slack about McGuire versus Anderson. And I'm going, I'm just, I'm just going Anderson. I like to play better here. Uh, that might be about it for me for the Jets. You know, Herndon, that tight end, same thing. I get it. You got to go. You got to go. Good matchup here. Sam Donald will be a no, except in two quarterback leagues. I'm not, not dipping uh, that far down. I can't, I'm not starting him over Tom Brady or someone like that. Can't do that. Uh, I am there with you on Robbie Anderson, and I definitely would take him over Elijah McGuire this week. I just think that's, uh, if you're going 1v1 there, I think Anderson has the much bigger upside on the slate and, and similar floor to McGuire. So coming up next, we'll take your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Still plenty of games to get through, and we'll talk some DFS as well. Don't forget, college football today coming up at the top of the hour. Dan and George right here, Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. George Kurtz back with you here on Fantasy Sports Day. The phone lines are open. Don't forget, if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap, cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during a contest capitalizing on in-game action. There are so many ways you can make money. Go to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up to get a 100% deposit bonus. That's promo code FNTSY18, BetDSI, where players get paid. Kenny, let's start it off. Let's just get right into it. Kenny from Philadelphia. You're on with Dan and George. How are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, hey, Jersey, I know when I call you at 4 in the morning, you better pick up, dog, on it. 
That's not going to be on silent at all. And you have to remember, buddy, it's not the leaves that's the problem. It's Mother Nature. It's not the trees either. Because the wind blows the trees onto your property, correct? I live on a dead end. So, yeah, it's obviously <laughs> blowing it all down to me. But, uh, man, it, it's it's frustrating. It's uh, a lot of four-letter words come out of my mouth when I'm out there. Understood. Uh, good morning, Dan, man. Hey, man, first and foremost, man, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying repping. Great gifts for your children and your spouses and uh, all that all that good stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm supposed to get my wife something? Ah. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right, uh, Georgie? You've been, you've been in there, you, you've been in the, in the uh, marriage, marriage life for, for a little while now, I'm sure. My wife and I, we, we're smart about this, though. We, uh, our car, we got presents for ourselves, which is upgrading our phones. We both got the, the new iPhone, so uh, that's good for there us. There you go. And everything, everything else is for the kids. You know, that, we try to make it everything for the kids, not really so much about us. Understood, understood. Hey, man, he's, I agree with you, George. You said earlier, you got to find out what team's actually going to play and, and uh, what exactly they're playing for here. I got to – I got to uh, – I'm going back to the drawing board here with this guy who everyone drafted earlier this year, and he was supposed to be the man for four weeks. But, unfortunately, I'm going back to the drawing board here where he's only 3,300 on, on DraftKings. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the drawing board with Chris Hogan to say he definitely gets in the end zone here this week. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. think about Hogan? Well, yeah, you got to listen. 3,300. Right. And figuring out the Patriots is always difficult. We know that. Um, but if you're talking DFS and you're looking for an upside play in a GPP, him and um, James White, I think, are where you have to go on that team. It's not Gronkowski. It's not going to be Edelman. It's not going to be Burkhead. Those are the two guys at price points that have the upside to do damage uh, at a very, very, very cheap price point. Also, the uh, uh, Mixon. Mixon's injury, uh, just a caution for, for everyone. Uh, uh, Mixon's injury, actually, is to his ball-carrying hand. So you gotta, so you might have to watch that. He might be kind of uh, might be uh, prone, to, prone to maybe give up the ball a little bit there. But uh, running backs are like uh, Nick Chubb. Of course, you like Mac. I'm still waiting for that Kamara game that he was supposed to have early in the year. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened. They got to love Jamal Williams this week. Um... Ridley, because I think maybe maybe uh maybe they might shut down their uh, uh Julio Jones there if they end up doing that. Uh you you guys already touched on Anderson. And I do, I, I do love the John Ross play there, uh there, Georgie. Uh tight ends are like Jarwin and uh, uh for the Cowboys. Defenses, the Jets, the Falcons. That Houston Philly game is gonna be interesting. I wonder if uh Houston's gonna dial up some some uh some runs with uh, Philly's over over aggressive uh, line, especially after last week, uh, all them sacks that the Jets put on uh, the Texans, that, that line sucks. That line is, is very bad. So I like them. I like the Cleveland Cleveland defense as well. So all right, that's all I got, fellas. I don't want to take take up too much of your time. I got I know you guys got callers or whatever. So hey man, happy holidays, you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Yes. Yeah, Kenny, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, enjoy New Year's if we don't uh, speak to you before then. But uh, always a pleasure talking to you all season long. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, so stay with us through uh, through the next few Saturdays, of course. Uh, phone lines are open if anyone else wants to dial us up, talk about uh, Championship Week, 844-843-6879, talk DFS. Or uh, as I was alluding to before, if you want to talk a bad beat, uh, I was going to say when, George, you were going through the idea of – Losing big, I guess, is the way to put it, right? If you're going to lose, you want to lose big. I'm 
wholeheartedly in agreement there. I, I'd much rather it be every decision I made rather than, you know, my flex spot, uh, choosing one player over another, have it be why I lose a contest. So I assume most are, are similar uh, and most would be uh, the way uh, that goes would want to want to lose big rather than, you know, eke one out in, in or just lose in the semifinals to not get to the finals. But Let's uh, roll on here game by game and then uh, take any callers who call up. Houston at Philadelphia, uh, an intriguing one here. Uh, Obviously, Nick Foles still uh, under center as you have Carson Wentz dealing with a back injury. uh, And a Houston Texans team that is pretty well in the driver's seat uh, in the AFC, at least for their spot. They're 10-4, and uh, currently would be the three seed. uh, And uh, have shown, you know, some, some major upside here. Is this a game that uh, intrigues you, and, and how do you think it plays out? Well, this game definitely intrigues you. I mean, it has to. Philadelphia, once again, playing for their playoff lives. Nick Foles had a big game last week versus the Rams. Who would have seen this coming? People sort of forget Foles played the first couple of games of the season. It was terrible. You know, he wasn't very good at all. Now, all of a sudden, they're building shrines to him in the locker room. Uh, weird. Just weird. We don't know what Lamar Miller's status is going to be for tomorrow. So make sure you prepare for that if you're a Lamar Miller owner. He's in your lineup right now. He may he's questionable. Ankle injury may not play. If you have Alfred Blue, you're fine. Just start well, either Miller or Blue. You know, whichever one goes there. Uh, if, I think the question is, uh, you know, where does Blue rank if Miller's out? I think he's a low-end running back, too. It's a good matchup. You know, uh, the Philadelphia's had trouble on defense all season long here. So I think you're okay with starting out for Blue. You may not be dying to do it, but I think you're okay with it there. Uh, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. You're starting Deshaun Watson. It really comes out to Demarius Thomas. Once again, the matchup says start him. You know, Philadelphia's had issues all year long in the secondary. That was and even before the injuries hit. That was always going to be the weakest part of their team was the secondary here. But the problem is you look at Thomas's numbers – they're just not there. He's more of a decoy than anything else since Houston. They're still looking to Hopkins, still looking to run the ball here. So I don't know what you're expecting here from Thomas, even in a good matchup. Last two weeks, you know, he's gotten six targets, eight targets, so he's averaging seven targets a game. It's a slight uptick than what we had before, but there's nearly no t- only two touchdowns that's coming over, and he hasn't eclipsed 60 yards. So the upside seems limited here. I'd be careful. For Philadelphia, I got to tell you, Dan, the run game is, is frustrating. I mean, you know, who do you trust? Smallwood had two touchdowns last week. Was that because Adams came out with the back injury? Adams had a touchdown himself. Darren Sproles is getting some play here. They all kill each other. They all just kill each yep. other. I think I'd still rather have Adams if I had a choice, but in reality, I want to stay away. And the passing game outside of Ertz isn't any better either. You know, who do you trust here? Is, can Jeffrey do it again? I think he can. I'm starting Jeffrey this week. Have him as a, uh, a very high-end uh, wide receiver three here that I'll go with. But that's about it as far as trusting. Uh, Golden Tate, maybe, but we just don't know. Wasn't doing much with Carson Wentz. Maybe he can pick it up more with Nick Foles. And then Nick Foles himself. Don't have him as a top 12. But I got to tell you, the weakest part of the Houston's uh, defense is the secondary. So Nick Foles, I think, could be a sneaky play here as well. You know, it's a situation where I'm, uh, the whole Golden Tate trade doesn't really make a ton of sense, <laughs> like the way they've used them. And I get that sometimes GMs make deals with a thought in mind and uh, that maybe the coach and offense coordinator aren't on board. But this just seems like one where there wasn't a, a real plan put in place to how they were going to utilize them uh, when they brought him in. Just another body uh, who has talent that uh, hasn't really been utilized properly, but uh, let's uh, continue on here, uh, get through uh, the final 1 p.m. game. Uh, don't forget the phone lines are open now, 844-843-6879. But we continue on game by game, and we'll talk about 
Let's see. It's Atlanta at Carolina. So this game has changed a bit, obviously, with Cam Newton out with these two teams, uh, both struggling uh, on the year. You have a 44.5 implied total down from 47.5 to open. Uh, you've had Carolina lose 4.25 points, so 25 was their opening uh, implied total. Now they're at 20.75, and you have a switch in the spread. You had minus 2.5 to open with Carolina. Now Atlanta is minus 3, so uh, you see the crossover there uh, in the spread in this one due to injuries uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I assume, and I, I also should say, Julio Jones is questionable here. Would wonder why they would run him out here, just simply because they have nothing really to play for. Uh, but what do you got here, George? Seems like there are some pieces here potentially, uh, but not a game overall that has uh, much much implications moving forward. Well, on the Carolina side, it's going to be hard to trust anybody other than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's really that simple. Without Cam Newton, who was doing nothing anyway, uh, they made the right move here. They probably should have made this move weeks ago. Cam couldn't throw the ball. That was fairly obvious. He could not throw the ball. Uh, that shoulder injury is probably more severe than they're, let, than they're letting on. So, uh, once again, issues there. Uh, I'm not starting Ian Thomas tomorrow. Even DJ Moore, who I like a lot, but without Cam, you saw what you're going to get from Heineke. You don't know. And I guess a bad Atlanta defense, it's a shame. Because it would have been a really good matchup here, but I can't trust anybody. So DJ Moore will come down as a flex play because uh, we, we just don't know. There's no way. There's no way of grading him because you don't know what Heineke can do here. As for Atlanta, I agree with you on Jones. Why would you bring him out there if he's not healthy? There's no you're out of it. There's week 16. Yeah, he was limited to practice uh, participant on Friday. I think it'll be questionable game time decision, which is uh, you know, I, I guess you'll know. So you should be able to make the move here. But uh, I wonder if he sits. Bottom line is I wonder if he sits or if he comes out early in the game or he can't play the, you know, that sort of thing. One of those nightmare games on Julio Jones where, he, yeah, he started, but he, he missed a lot of games. He ends up with two catches for 28 yards. And that's all you got. You know, so well, I do worry about that somewhat. Uh, obviously, if Jones is out, Ridley and Sanuta get a bump up because they'll get more targets there. Can you trust Tevin Coleman at the last week where he had the, the monster week last week? Uh, can you trust him to do it again? I mean, he's been an enigma this year. A guy that we expect to do more contract year. Gets the start when Freeman gets hurt. We expected more from uh, Tevin Coleman. And yet, for the most part, outside of a game here, game there, he's been lousy. So I don't know what you can expect from him tomorrow. There's a, this whole game is like, who knows? This is why the Week 16 games are so tough. Week 17 games you play in Week 17. Because you don't know what you're going to get from teams that are out of it, that are shutting it down. You just don't know. And listen, Tevin Coleman, flex play. Calvin Ridley, right now is also in that flex wide receiver three category for me. Sanu, same thing. I'd rather have Ridley over Sanu, mainly because I think there's more upside. Sanu is the safer play, but I think Ridley has some more upside. But if Jones is out tomorrow, they all get a bump up because all the talk is becoming their way. I'm with you there, and I think that's the right call between Sanu and Ridley, that if, again, talking in DFS uh, parlance, you're, you're saying uh, GPP play for Ridley, you have the upside, uh, uh, less safe floor if you're talking cash games, and you want to go to this one if Jones is out. feels as though Sanu is the safer floor play, receptions, uh, yardage will be less, and, and touchdowns probably less than Ridley uh, from a projection standpoint, at least from a, a tournament projection standpoint. Uh, let's uh, hit some of the 4 p.m.s and uh, continue on here on Fantasy Sports Day. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you. You find us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Of course, it's at George Kurtz for George, at Dan Strafford for myself over on Twitter. Give a follow, and uh, we're here every Saturday from 8 to 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time for Fantasy Sports Today. 
We have uh, Chicago at San Francisco, Los Angeles at Arizona, and Pittsburgh at New Orleans. Obviously, that last I mentioned of the 4 p.m.s will be the most heavily trafficked from a DFS perspective. Uh, but let's talk Chicago. No, let's talk Los Angeles at Arizona. Get this one out of the way. Uh, you have news that Gurley is not practicing all week, but feels he'll be good to go. Like feels like he'll uh, be able to play. Now, if he doesn't play, what's intriguing is we've heard that the recently signed C.J. Anderson would be in line to get the starts. Now, that's not overly surprising in so much that you get things like this happening all the time. Now, whether or not C.J. Anderson actually plays a ton or do we get finally a John Kelly game uh, on the year, it seems as though we won't, <laughs> um, but uh, it is an intriguing uh, question to ask. Uh, what's your thoughts here, George? How do you see this one uh, playing out? Uh, and do you trust Gurley uh, with no practice during the week and, and coming in with an injury uh, for week 16? No. How can you trust him? You'd be out of your mind to trust him. First off, if you're the Rams, don't you think you can beat the Cardinals with or without Gurley? So there's no point in playing him in this game. I mean, no point in playing him in this game. Uh, you're playing for the playoffs, right? You're going to have the number two seed. So you're going to have, uh, you know, week 18 off anyway. In all reality, week 17 is probably a bye week for you as well because that, that game won't matter. You're, I'm assuming you win tomorrow, you'll be locked into the number two seed. So why would you play Gurley here? You know, certainly why would you play him more than a half? So if you're a fantasy owner, I think uh, your best-case scenario is can he get enough points and a half to make it worth starting him? I think the answer to that is yes. And listen, I have Gurley in the league. And so uh, my points league. Uh, no shot. Of course he's hurt. Uh, if he starts with uh, the Rams, he starts for me. Now I do right. – well, I, th- I think I'm getting, getting C.J. Anderson in that league. We'll see if the waiver goes through. So it makes it a little easier for me because if, if Gurley's out, I'll just plug in C.J. Anderson. I'll believe what they said. I don't have Kelly. Someone's not claimed him earlier in the week. So uh, it's, an, it's a pain in the ass situation for fantasy owners. It is. Because you, a, you don't know about Gurley. What if you don't have Anderson? What if you don't have Kelly? You know, uh, is it Gurley versus somebody else? You know, and it's most of the four o'clock games here. So who's your other option here? I'm looking at your other choices. I mean, I can't see anybody else being out there right now that's someone you could easily plug in. Everyone on the Cardinals is gone. The Niners, I mean, Jeff Wilson, he's available. Sure, you could take him. Both uh, Bear running backs are probably gone. Uh, Pittsburgh is gone. New Orleans is gone. Seattle's gone. KC, I got to assume Damian Williams is gone. And even in the Monday night game, Royce Freeman, I guess you could be a plug-in for you. Uh, maybe one of the uh, Raider running backs. Maybe you have some running backs there we can cover yourself for. But this is, a, this is a problem. This is a major problem for people. And I can see people benching Gurley if they have a decent option in the 1 o'clock games or in today's games. I can see that. I think this is what was this is the situation you don't want. You used to be seen in week 17 more than week 16, but it's a situation you don't want because it's a headache. And I don't think you're going to know about it before lineup time tomorrow at one o'clock. I don't think so. So you're going to have to make that decision then. And let's say you take you gamble on Gurley, then you'll be waiting until 2:30, 2:45 to find out if Gurley's yep. playing, and they have to make that second decision about oh Gurley's out, great. Or you're hearing Gurley's only going to play half, or he's going to be limited touches. You know, and then you're going to have to be, you know, oh, God, i got to put in uh, Jalen Rashad in my lineup. you got to put in Royce Freeman in my lineup. It's going to be a tough decision tomorrow. I think people need to think about this carefully because I'll say this again. Why would the Rams risk it? There really is no reason here to risk it. Uh, if I'm the Rams, if I'm McVay, he's sitting. He's just yep. sitting. I can, give, I can give him three weeks off. He'll be completely healthy. It's like, it's like getting all training camp. 
You don't play in games at training camp anyway, and you're fine for week one. Same thing here. You give him three weeks off before you need him again. Yep. No, I'm right there with you. So from a what I would do perspective, which I'm not an NFL head coach, if you guys didn't know that already, um, I would. I, I don't see why you play him. I don't see why you play him at all. Now, is C.J. Anderson the back I would go to? No, I'd love to see John Kelly get some run here, but uh, I think you can beat this team pretty handily uh, without... Todd Gurley. And so why do that? Why put him at risk for further injury? Uh, why put ourselves at further risk for injury? Well, we're going to do one more segment. We're going to put it all out there. Strained uh, hamstrings be damned. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about some more games, some DFS, and some wagers as we close up shop here for Fantasy Sports Today. College football today coming up at the top of the hour. Bowl games abound here as holiday season hits. Dan Trapper, George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Today, right here, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Today, Dan Stratford, George Kurtz rocking our way into Saturday football. We have Sunday Week 16, Monday Night Football, and of course, the Christmas holiday ahead. I'll say it at the end, but also to anyone who celebrates out there, a very Merry Christmas, uh, and uh, hope you enjoy the time. For those who don't, hope you have a great uh, week ahead, uh, and enjoy the football on Sunday and Monday night as we roll through to the end of the year crazy how uh, time passes the same each and every year, but yet it seems to move faster and faster. Uh, let's uh, talk about two more games here uh, for the four o'clocks. We'll get through Chicago and San Francisco, leave Pittsburgh, New Orleans for uh, how we close out the show while talking some DFS as well. Uh, I love Mitch Trubisky here. Uh, I, I know it's a road game, but uh, I do think he's in a good spot to uh, have a solid game here against San Francisco. I'll throw Tariq Cohen uh, into that mix as well. Uh, what do you think here, George? Who are the guys uh, that you think are, are fantasy relevant in this contest, and where do you see this one shaking out? Oh, I agree with you about Trubisky. I think he's a sneaky good play here. Once again, it might be somebody I would plug in over one of those other quarterbacks that we're worried about here. Uh, Trubisky, you know he's going to be able to run the ball, right? So he uh, uses his legs, get some points there fantasy-wise. San Fran, not a very good defense. Uh, Chicago needs to win the game. You know, lock up that number three seed. Uh, so, yeah, I like Trubisky in this, uh, in this game as well. Uh, you mentioned Tariq Cohen's a definite start here. I like Jordan Howard as well. Uh, once again, you know, running back two, mid-range. Uh, but I like Jordan Howard. I think he gets into, the, uh, gets into the end zone tomorrow. Allen Robinson, I mean, if he's on your team, you're starting him. Uh, I kind of like him in this game as well. I think you'll see a lot of Richard Sherman, which could be a problem. Trey Burton, uh, I mean, once, once again, he's one of those tight ends where you probably have to start him. But he's been very he's been quiet more often than not this year. A lot more often than not. But uh, I'm going with him as well. For San Fran, Braid has been uh, has cleared. He's going to play. You're going with him. Uh, I mean, I'd rather not play Jeff Wilson. I don't like the idea of playing both of them. And that's it. That's really it. I mean, I think they're, uh, Chicago, once again, probably the best defense in the, the NFC. Maybe the best in football. Uh, so I don't see much going on here in this game for San Fran, even though Chicago's coming on the, uh, the long flight here. Braider. 
Yeah, I can't go Wilson. I can't go Pettis. Uh, you know, even if he plays. Uh, Goodwin, no thank you. Kittle, obviously, he's a week in, week, uh, week in and out starter for me. I didn't include him. But that's it for me. Yep, I, I think that's it. I nailed everybody that I was uh, on. I think Trubisky will be in a number of my DFS lineups. As of right now, I, I have some further research to do on the quarterback front. Been doing a lot of just the skill positions, uh, wide receiver, running back, tight end work, and we'll double back to see what I have left over. Uh, but I think Trubisky at 6,300, a little bit more on the expensive side, uh, but uh, is more than worth it uh, on DraftKings. Uh, let's talk about this final game, which I think has lots of fantasy goodness, a lot of DFS goodness, uh, and some in- Intrigue from the injury front. So we have some uh, moving parts here that could make a big difference when it comes to uh, championship week. Uh, Pittsburgh and New Orleans uh, should be a good, good game. We're hoping it is. It's a 425 sort of standalone game of the fours. Uh, you have a implied total of 53, uh, sorry, over under a 53 implied total. Of 29.75 for the Saints, 23.25 for the Steelers. That gives us a minus 6.5 spread between the two squads. Uh, the injuries, uh, obviously James Conner out. Uh, you have a question here uh, about Juju Smith-Schuster uh, being uh, part of uh, the lineup on Sunday. I've seen uh, Antonio Brown say he expects uh, Smith-Schuster to, quote, be out there for us, uh, which is an interesting way of saying that. Uh, but if Smith-Schuster doesn't go... I will point out that James Washington is just 3,100 over on DraftKings and will become a very intriguing play against this New Orleans offense. Uh, sorry, defense. As it is, I might have some Washington anyway uh, if Smith-Schuster suits up. Simply banking on him being injured or not uh, uh, strong enough to go the entire game. What do you got here, George? How do you see this playing out? Do you see this as uh, a New Orleans route? Do you think Pittsburgh hangs tough in this one? How, how does this one shake out for you? Well, first of all, I'm, you know, pretty sure that Smith Suze is not going to play. And why, you ask? Well, because he's on my home team where I have Cam Newton, <laughs> James Conner, Odell Beckham, uh, A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Darius Geis in that uh, league. Uh, and I, so I'm Todd Gurley. I'm almost certain he's not going to play because, hey, it's a, it's a let's screw every player on this team. I mean, really, if you're an Andrew Luck owner, you better be really worried about him making through the game tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, everything I'm hearing as well is that Smith-Schuster will play. But you're not hearing it from Tomlin. You're not hearing from the coaching staff. You're hearing it from the players. You mentioned Antonio Brown. I believe it was one of the offensive line. Might have been forced to – who pretty much said the same thing, that they expect Smith-Schuster to be out there uh that's all fine and good you know until i see it from a coach or see him on the field you don't know it's another problem i don't think it's as big a problem as Gurley, you know but it's a similar problem because it's four o'clock game so you're gonna have some decisions to make but uh once again i do i think he at least tries with Gurley, i'm not so sure because i think Gurley, it's a different decision for Gurley because the rams are fine you know they can bench him and they're still going where they're going and they win the game anyway steelers need to win so I think uh, Smith-Schuster at least gives it a go, and then we'll see what happens after that. So that's all where I'm going with there. If he doesn't play, I think Washington's the guy you want. But once again, you know, New Orleans in New Orleans, not a fun place to play at all. This defense is good. You know, they play much better. It's not yep. a defense that played in September. It's gotten much better and much better fantasy-wise. So I don't know what you're expecting from Washington. Even if he does go over Smith-Schuster, I think you would see a lot of passes to – once again, obviously Brown, who will be – all the coverage will be going his way. Uh, Samuels out of the backfield. Uh, I'm, 
I want to think McDonald, but the Saints have been one of the best teams against tight ends, opposing tight ends fantasy-wise all season long. So I don't know how much that can go here. Bottom line is the Steelers better hope that Smith Schuster can not only go, but that he goes the entire game and that he's healthy. Because uh, I'm really not starting anybody outside of that. You're starting Ben in this game. For New Orleans, it's, it's the usual suspects. They're really the easiest team to go. Kamara, Ingram, Breeze, Thomas. They have been the greatest of offenses of late. But a lot of that's been outside the dome. They're back in the dome tomorrow. We've seen other teams go up, be able to score against Pittsburgh. I think New England's uh, New England, New Orleans, pro- gets healthy tomorrow on offense. Uh, it should be a good one. Uh, I do think you're right, though. I think this New Orleans defense is underrated right now. I think this is a New Orleans defense that people uh, look at the over under, they look at the dome, and they see giant, giant uh, points coming from the Steelers. This might be a rude awakening for the Steelers. This might be that game. I, and if Smith-Schuster doesn't go, and I, I will play some, some James Washington, as I said, but I don't see the Steelers really rushing the ball here. I, I don't see it happening, so it's going to have to be Brown and, and Washington or Smith-Schuster and, and the you know trio or so of tight ends they've been running out there. I, I see New Orleans taking this one and taking it one, I think, you know, sort of, 31 to 20 sort of game where they just run out early and then use Kamara and Ingram uh, to grind it out in the second half. And I, the minus six is, is, or sorry, minus six and a half right now is big enough that I, I'm not going to jump at taking the Saints because there are, you know, obvious probabilities and, oh, sorry, possibilities that the Steelers could beat the Saints here. Their, you know, range of outcomes is pretty high there. Uh, but I, I like the Saints a lot here, and I think they're going to put up some pretty big points, and, and their defense is going to play well. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bad game for, for Roethlisberger. Um, and he's your most expensive quarterback over on DraftKings. Probably be highly owned. I want none of him this week. I, I don't want anything to do with Roethlisberger. I just don't see it as a big upside game for him. Uh, what what do we got from a uh, wagering perspective on the, the year for you? On the year. On the week. Uh, New Year's Eve on, on the brain, I guess. On the week, uh, we've talked through each game. We, we've hit on some of them throughout. Uh, but are there maybe three to five uh, wagers that are at least top of mind or, or tickets you've already placed uh, that you're looking forward to this Saturday and Sunday? All right. I guess if, I, if I'm going to go with my top three, I think that's what we're going here. Top three. Uh, I like Buffalo getting 13 and a half. I just don't see New England being able to blow anybody out, not with that offense. I think there's too much stuff going on there. I'll take uh, I'll take my 13.5 points there from Buffalo. I don't think they're a terrible team at all. So uh, I like that. Bottom line is, I like that. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I've, I'm having trouble with other games. I do like Minnesota minus 6.5 against Detroit. I think Detroit's a hurting team. I think Detroit's one of those teams that can't wait you know, for 4 o'clock next Sunday when their season's over. And you know, they can just wipe this away and move on. It's been a disappointing season for the Lions here. I think that I know it's a home game tomorrow, but I don't think they can wait to get the hell out of here. Uh, so yeah, I like them a whole bunch here. That last game, finding that that game, I do agree with you about the Saints tomorrow. You know, I think this is a uh, I don't want to say a wipeout game, but I think your score is about right, thirty-one twenty. With game's really never in doubt for New Orleans. They, they'll uh, they have the game here. I do like that. But in the end, I think of my third game here, I'm actually leaning more towards an over-under than uh, a straight-up game here. And I like the under in the uh, Jacksonville-Miami game. I just don't think they're going to score points. You know, I think they'll need uh, turnovers to really score those points. And that that could happen. That's why I don't like betting unders. Because, you know, if turnovers happen or you you can't win the game early. You know, with an over, you can win the game in the third quarter. It's over. Done. Next game, uh, but I'll take the uh, the under in that game. But I gotta tell you, I don't feel all that strongly about it. 
excuse me, uh, makes uh, sense to me. I'm, I did, uh, I think, week one or week two bet two unders, and it was awful. <laughs> it was just, it's just an awful experience to uh, watch uh, the NFL and, and hope for no points to be scored and hope for no turnovers in the fourth quarter and hope for no garbage time. Uh, I, I went one, I was two over the course of those two weeks and, and won one, lost one, but uh, it's just not a fun experience. And listen, no, I, they're I'm no not fun. Unders playing. are no fun. Right. I'm not playing, uh, I'm not gambling to try to like make money. It's not a career for me. I'm trying to have fun with it and, and say, yeah, if I win money, great. Uh, but uh, it, it just isn't a good experience. So I've stayed away from them since uh, the beginning of the year. Uh, I do agree with you on that game. It feels like it could be a, a 12-6 or 15-6 sort of final, uh, but uh, a turnover here or there, a pick six or, or a good field position could make a, a huge difference uh, in that contest. All right, let's talk DFS and then we will close out uh, this episode of uh, Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, we talked Mitch Trubisky a bit already. I think he has uh, plenty of upside here. Again, San Francisco. I also do like taking uh, quarterbacks in these later games that I do think sometimes get overlooked uh, from an ownership perspective. I think Andrew Luck is intriguing against the Giants simply because the numbers show the Giants' defense is pretty good. Uh, I, again, haven't looked at any ownership pro- uh, projections. Kirk Cousins at 6K stands out a bit for me, George, uh, as somebody who could have a, a big day here against Detroit. Uh, you just made mention of, of them getting out of Dodge. Uh, and then uh, on the cheaper end of the spectrum, not really any uh, punts that I'm really comfortable with uh, on the really cheap side. So that's probably where I'm starting my research. And, and over the next, what, 24 hours heading into Sunday slate, uh, that's where I'll look. What do you got at quarterback? Well, first of all, I agree with you about you, uh, you mentioned Ben earlier. Shocked that he's the number one quarterback tomorrow, 6,700. Not going with him anywhere either. Can't do that. Uh, I don't really like anybody up there in the sixes. I agree with you about Luck. He might be the one guy, 6,200, I could see myself going with. Uh, there against the Giants, see him throw some passes again. Chubisky at 6,300. I don't mind. Make Mayfield at 6,100. I think for a cheap quarterback, I can talk myself into Nick Foles at 4,700. You know, I'll say it again. They're at home. Philadelphia still playing for something. This team seems to be feeding off of him starting. And, the, you know, the weakest part of that Houston secondary is uh, I'm sorry, the Houston defense sort of left the cat out of the bag there, is the secondary. So I, I can talk myself with the Nick Foles. I can see that. I can see that, the upside. And there are weapons there for, for Philadelphia. Like, they do exist. Um, and Foles has shown himself to be competent from time to time. So uh, I don't hate that. And I think, to that point, the, the run defense is so good that Eagles, to stay in it and stay in the playoff hunt, uh, would have to uh, go to the pass. So that that is a call I like a lot. Uh, running back, there are tons of expensive options. Uh, we mentioned Zeke Elliott and Christian McCaffrey before. I, You know, if anything happens to McCaffrey in this game, uh, this is that time of year where I get it. You have paying fans. You, you want to see what you have on offense. But the likes of Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, I'd be sitting them. I'd, just, like, I'd say, hey, well, he tweaked his ankle in practice. Uh, he's out the rest of the year. Just, why risk it? Uh, the f- football such a brutal sport that if one of them come up lame uh, with an injury because of playing in these not necessary games, I'd be very, very disappointed as a fan of those squads. But you have McCaffrey, you have Zeke, you have uh, Barkley here against the Colts, uh, Chubb and Mixon, uh, Dalvin Cook at 6,900. Jalen Samuels is all the way up to 6,700. I want no part of that. Uh, Leonard Fournette is at 6K, may go overlooked. Um, Hopefully he gets... uh, Healthy? Uh, what is it? A foot injury, you said, right? He, and he says he feels healthy heading into the, to the Week 16 matchup. So 
Uh, I think Fournette could go overlooked here at 6K. And then I talked about James White. I don't, I'm not comfortable with 5,200. If his price point dropped a little bit more, I might have gone there, but I don't think I'm going to make that happen. Uh, what do you got here? I, I know I named a lot of the studs already, but uh, which of those do you uh, think will be in your lineups? Well, I know Todd Gurley won't be in any of them. You know, I, I've said it many times to DFS. I've been studying a lot of my lines with Gurley in it and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, neither one will be in it this week. Mahomes got the night game. And Gurley, there's no way I'm taking a chance that he doesn't play. So, no, thank you. I think if I was going to start one guy, uh, and I was going to, I guess, start uh, with a top running back, it would be uh, Zeke at 9,000. I think Dallas at home, they're going to run, uh, do some, a lot of running more. So I'm, I'm comfortable with Zeke going tomorrow. He may be the only top guy I'm comfortable with. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, what happens if uh, Heineke's terrible? You know, and they just they can't get anything going here. So I can see myself passing on that. Jamal Williams, 5,400, he's going to be in some lineups. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he's going to be in some lineups. I agree with you about White. I do wonder if this is the week they go back to that. It was working. Yep. You know, they go back to what was working there, and they go back to James White, but I'm not – I mean, he may be in a lineup just for, uh, just for the sake of it, see what happens here, but he won't be in a lot of my lineups because I, I just can't chance that. Uh, I do like uh, – if I'm going with cheaper running backs tomorrow – I'm probably going to go Kenyon Drake, Bellage, you know, uh, one of those two. Just to s- listen, see what happens here. I am worried, though, that Bellage plays, but they split it with Drake now. Where well, It's not quite the same usage that where it was with Gore, where it was pretty much all Gore uh, running the ball and Drake uh, catching passes here. I don't know if that's going to happen here, but it's hard to ignore the prices. I mean, Bellage is at 3,700, so I'm definitely, and uh, Drake's at 3,900, so they're going to be in my lineups. And how about some wide receivers, George? All right, wide receivers. Uh, says it looks like we're going cheaper at running back. I'm, I'm going to be able to pay up a little bit. Uh, it won't be Julio Jones. It will be DeAndre Hopkins. 8,600. I'll take my chances. Devontae Adams always uh, a play. 8,500 here. Not doing uh, Michael Thomas. He's not done much uh, recently, or Adam Thielen for that matter. I do like Amari Cooper tomorrow. 7,500. I think Dallas will take some shots. And for all I uh, for the criticism I give Dak, he does seem to be able to find Cooper. He's the one guy. He does seem to have some. Uh, I guess report with Alshon Jeffrey I mentioned earlier, 5,300 is someone I'll like tomorrow. Week uh, Houston secondary. Yep. So I right now I have uh, Cooper and uh, Demonte Adams. I do have some Antonio Brown at the top as of right now. I'll probably uh, make my way off of him uh, as uh, I continue to construct some lineups here. Uh Robbie Anderson, Amari Cooper, Devonta Adams, uh, Robert Foster was the name we mentioned earlier as well. So from a cheap perspective, Foster and Anderson are two names I'm going to have uh, in some lineups. We are coming up on the end of our radio program for week 16. Uh, as always, uh, greatly appreciate everyone tuning in. Thanks uh, for the phone calls. Thanks for listening. Thanks for te- connecting with us over on Twitter. Appreciate it uh, each and every week. We'll be back with you next week, and we'll be back with you uh, each and every week as we roll forward here in the NFL and uh, NFL uh, postseason. Uh, find George on Twitter at George Kurtz. Find him over at rotoexperts.com. Uh, be sure to uh, check that out as well. He'll be back with you tomorrow as well, uh, talking all things NFL in the second half of the day. College football today is coming up next. As always, uh, thanks so much for listening. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate, to those who get uh, some time off. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll be back with you next weekend right here on Fantasy Sports A on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.